What's up, Warrior fans? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here, your host. It's been quite some time since we've put out an episode. We've got a lot of things to cover and get into today. Let's jump right into it. Warriors coming off of two real bad road losses after a pretty incredible stretch at home going 5-0. and um, Really kind of changing the tone of the season, talking about this, this home winning streak uh, without Steph Curry, without Andrew Wiggins, um, without Andre Iguodala, just missing pieces, but still finding ways to execute and take care of business at home. Um, In all five of those games, the Warriors found themselves trailing at one point or another in the game by double digits. But we got a look at the kind of the Warriors of old, which to me was third quarter Warriors, the team that, you know, maybe didn't come out of the gates in the first half with the right intensity or the right mentality or the right energy or execution. But Steve Kerr's Warriors and the Warriors in this um, dynastic era were always defined by these incredible third quarters where the team comes out of halftime making adjustments and just absolutely blitzes the opposition who just has no answer for the adjustments, the energy, the mentality, the execution that the Warriors are um, able to put together on the floor. And so we got a little taste of that in this previous five-game home stretch, and the results, you know, are indisputable. Um, five and zero, oh, um, the best winning streak for the Warriors of this season and catapulted them from, you know, fighting around the play-in, around ninth or 10th, and and catapulted them into fifth place in the standings, feeling like they're, they've put themselves in a good position in the West, obviously outside of the play-in tournament, um, and just kind of cemented themselves as the Warriors are here, they're ready to compete, they're ready to close out the season. Um, it was going to be obviously a big test then to take that to the road and put that and put this new mentality warriors um, on the road and see how they perform. And and obviously, you know, two games into a three game road trip and the results have been um, less than. Less than appealing. Warriors 105-113 loss to the Lakers. This was on Sunday, March 5th. Last night, 128-137 loss to the Thunder. This was Tuesday, March 7th. Curry would return um, for the Sunday matchup, as would Andre Iguodala. Curry just has not missed a beat at all. Um, Certainly in his last game, Um, Just absolutely unconscious from the field. So efficient shooting. Um, 14 of 23 from the field, 10 of 16 from three. And and honestly, his numbers were better than that. He he had a few desperation shots at the end of the fourth, just as the Warriors were trying 
um, anything and everything to try and get back into the game. But at one point, Curry was like 10 of 12 from three, um, 40 points, uh, six turnovers obviously hurts a lot. Um, interesting enough, the Warriors were actually minus two in those 35 and a half minutes that Curry was on the floor. Um, outside of that, at least in this Thunder game, you got 21 points from Jonathan Kaminga, 23 points from Clay Thompson, 11 points from Draymond Green, 11 points from Jordan Poole. Um, since the return of Stephen Curry, Jordan Poole has moved back to the bench and DiVincenzo has remained in the starting lineup as the Warriors cont- continue to miss Andrew Wiggins for personal reasons. Um, the team currently has no updates around Wiggins' situation, what he might be going through, when he might when when he may be expected to return. Um, it's been a very radio silent type of situation on the Wiggins front, but the team is uh, fully supportive of Andrew Wiggins taking care of his personal business, and he'll return when he returns at this point. Um, but you can clearly see. At least on the defensive end, the Warriors are very much so missing Andrew Wiggins. Um, DiVincenzo has been quite the addition to this team, um, just doing so many things on both sides of the floor, um, all of the little hustle plays, um, very nifty defensively. But he's not Andrew Wiggins, and so... You've got this huge opportunity for Jonathan Kaminga, who's in the starting lineup also, but the results have been mixed. I think Kaminga has proven to be one of the better defenders on the team, but but then at the same time, he also is a second-year player, incredibly young, and makes a lot of mistakes on both ends of the floor. So um, Kaminga is one to come up with an incredible defensive play, followed by a missed assignment that gives up an open three, an open dunk, or a foul, or something like that. So um, very challenging to be consistent, especially on the road when you're unable to stop the other team and not able to shoot lights out from three-point range um, on your own end of the floor. Warriors 20 for 51 from three, which is uh, good for 39 Point two percent certainly not bad from a percentage standpoint but 51 three-pointers um and you had 89 field goal attempts on the night so i mean goodness gracious 51 of your 89 shots on goal were from three warriors only shot 16 free throws they hit 14 of them um 21 turnovers just absolutely bone crushing um trying to win on the road and turning it over 21 times meanwhile the thunder 17 of 37 from three uh good for 46 percent um 94 field goal attempts they had 15 turnovers in their own right um and and 20 of 24 from the foul line so um some takeaways beyond just the back, the box score here, you know, Warriors really just can't defend on the road. It, it's just been such a problem this season. Um, not being able to stop the point of attack, which then leads to dribble penetration into the key, which then either leads to open layups, fouling, or wide open three-pointers to the opposition. 
Um, and this is a very young, inexperienced Thunder team, but also a Thunder team that now has 31 wins um, for the regular season. And meanwhile, the Warriors are sitting on 34 wins. So this is certainly not a fluky team. This was not the Houston Rockets or San Antonio Spurs who just got hot one night. You know, this is a proven Thunder team that is very young and immature, but at the same time has won a lot of regular season games and, and deserving of their record and um, were prepared and ready to to face the Warriors tonight. Um, and that's what the Warriors just, you know, that's what they need to expect night in, night out on these road trips that doesn't matter who you're playing. These teams are these teams are out for blood and um, Warriors got off to a cold start early, getting down 13 to two. They trailed by double digits against the Sun against the Thunder at least three times, were able to tie or get back into the game all three times, but it's just so difficult to execute and take care of business at, at on the road when you continue to put yourself behind the eight ball, um, getting behind double digit deficits that you have to overcome. And then um, when you do overcome them, not being able to sustain that to go on a run on your own end and give yourself a little bit of wiggle room to stomach some, you know, cold shooting stretches or um, just kind of poor stretches of execution. So, um, you know, there's a lot of more or less the same challenges for this Warriors team that we've been talking about all season long. Uh, there was a very interesting play at the end of the first half between uh, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Basically, uh, one of the last possessions at the end of the first half, Jordan Poole's got the ball. He, um, at least from my vantage point, tries to get into some dribble penetration. The defense recovers. He has to pull it back. Draymond flashes to the key, is open, is calling for the ball, Poole opts to not give him the ball and instead passes it out to Clay Thompson. Uh, Draymond at that point turns his head and throws his arms up in the air. Clay Thompson, however, though, having also seen Draymond Green flash to the flash to the key and be open, tries to throw him a ball, throw him the ball. It turns into a turnover. Thunder run it back the other way for a layup. Um Steve Kerr, when asked about this after the game talked about how it shows the kind of highlights the disconnectedness of the Warriors. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it shows there's clearly some um, miscommunications happening on the defensive end, uh, miscommunications happening on the offensive end. I mean, you have these incredibly skilled players in Thompson, Curry, and pool that are able to just shoot lights out from three. But then at the same time, um, you're running all of this action and movement and screening and guys doing different things. You've got Cur uh, Stephen Curry being in and out of the lineup all season long, which has led to, you know, Jordan Poole taking on more responsibilities as a point guard. Then Curry comes back and you have Jordan Poole shifted more off ball. Just so many changes and kind of inconsistencies in the rotation in the lineup in um the guys that are on the floor and it really shows in in plays like that um and it's not you know it's it's 
a little surprising, I guess, when you talk about um, the core group of guys, Steph Curry, Clay, uh, Draymond, um, you know, Looney, maybe. So you've got these core group of guys that have been playing together for so long, and yet this season we continue to see all of these miscommunications, um, all of these uh, misthrown passes. Uh, you see it from Draymond Green looking for guys to attack and cut. Draymond Green had a couple plays where he was looking for Kaminga at the rim and threw a pass and Kaminga wasn't ready for it. Um, you had another play between Kaminga and Draymond where Kaminga had the ball on the break and threw it to Draymond and Draymond wasn't ready for it. So there just is, seems like there's, as, you know, as Steve Kerr said, there is a disconnect between players on this team on both ends of the floor that seems to be more so present on the road where it's a hostile environment where you're typically behind the eight ball um, and a little bit more of challenging situations. And um, sure, it's overcome to some extent when, you know, the Warriors go on a 9-0 run in 60 seconds because they get a few stops and hit a few threes. But there's also so many possessions that should be executed um, at least to an open, you know, a wide open shot, if not a layup in transition on the break that we're just throwing away. And then when you consider how many three pointers we're taking, um, how many fouls we're committing, how many free throws the other team's getting, you can just quickly see how the odds are stacked up against us, right? I mean, you just look at this Thunder game, um, the Thunder. Again, as I said, attempted 94 shots to the Warriors 89. So they had um, five more shot attempts at goal and attempted eight more free throws. Um, and so the Warriors had 47 made field goals to the Thunder's 50. And the Thunder had um, six more made free throws, but eight more attempted. And, um, you know, that's basically the game uh nine point game um and the other team had five more possessions and eight more free throws you know either one of those either one of those numbers being even and you've got a ball game um so as far as the Draymond and pool situation i didn't see anything more of that continuing in the second half i just think you're going to see more frustration. Um, obviously, earlier in the season, we saw a segment where Steph Curry got frustrated at Poole for not giving him the ball, and Curry threw his mouth mouthpiece and got ejected. Um, that was, I believe, the game in Memphis where Jordan Poole turned around and hit the game winner. Um, but I think you're going to see more of this. I think you're going to see the, the veteran guys on this team being frustrated because they want to win, they want to execute, they know what the problems are, but just because you know what the problems are doesn't mean that you're able to avoid them from reoccurring. And so um, from, for Draymond Green, I think he feels like Jordan Poole didn't execute the play as it should have been, um, and he was incredibly frustrated and gave up on the play. Obviously, if Draymond had just had a little bit more patience, you know, he would have gotten the ball from Clay Thompson. Who knows, you know, if, if there was enough time on the shot clock to do anything with it, so on and so forth. But um, I think you're, you know, everything is starting to boil over. I think guys 
you know, this has been talked agnosium as far as the warrior struggles on the road. You had kind of a great opportunity against a mediocre team in OKC, right? I mean, certainly any team is capable to win on any given night, but when you look at some of these other games that the Warriors are about to play on the road and you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, you kind of feel like this is definitely a game we should win. Um, And very disappointing and frustrating to not be able to come out of that situation successfully. Uh, Similar experience than, you know, the couple nights ago in Los Angeles, you know, playing the Lakers without LeBron James and getting down 20 points in the first quarter, coming back from that, and then kind of seesawing back and forth, and then, you know, letting the game get away from you at the end. It's just these slow starts to the season are not these slow, these slow starts to games, letting the opposition get some confidence and build leads, and then you're you're trying to play catch-up from behind, so you're shooting a lot of threes. Um But then we just see stretches where the Warriors are defending beautifully. They're running the floor. um, Their their passes are crisp. They're getting guys open looks. Um, It's just so... There's so much variance. There's so much... Either it's incredible execution that makes us come... You know, where we seem unstoppable. Or uh, ball-stopping you know, poor shot selection, turnover, happy, um, type play. There's not, there's not a lot of play in the middle. It's very polarized basketball from the Warriors right now. And at least at home, our defense has been very elite, um, you know, since the all-star break. But when you don't take that on onto the road and you're giving up 137 points, you've put so much pressure on your offense to be able to sustain hitting shots when you're not getting to the rim, when you're not getting to the foul line, you're not getting easy looks. You've got to hit so many three-pointers. And even when you've got Curry hitting 10, Clay Thompson hitting five, um, five other guys hitting one, you still had Jordan Poole go one for seven, DiVincenzo go one for six. You know, if if either of those guys had hit half half their threes, it's a different ball game. But that's been the story for the Warriors all season. Um... When you're you're turning it over 20 times, when the other team shoots eight more free throws than you, um, you're going to need to hit 20 to 25 threes to win. And in this case, even 20 threes wasn't enough um, to come out with a victory. So I don't have the answers here. Obviously, you know, the Warriors are little shorthanded I think you know when you look at Andrew Wiggins and Gary Payton the second what they bring to this team from a defensive end I think is um, indisputable so obviously getting those two pieces back should in theory shore up a lot of the defensive woes that we're seeing Um, but at the same time it is concerning to see some of the spillover of and frustration from your veterans when you've got, you know, Draymond Green being, demo- you know, demonstrably demonstrably giving up on a play um, when he feels like it wasn't executed properly. So, a little look ahead at the Warriors. Um, by the way, Warriors are currently in sixth. We mentioned that that... 5-0 run at home catapulted them into fifth place, uh, losing the last two games 
Warriors are currently tied with Dallas, uh, 34 and 32. You've got Minnesota and the Clippers just right there at their heels, 34 and 33. So every game matters. Warriors drop another game and they could find themselves back in ninth place or 10th place. Uh, Lakers sitting there at 32 and 34. Um, a lot of hungry teams in the West, and, and this is only going to get closer and closer as the season comes to a close. So uh, Thursday, Warriors go to Memphis to play the Grizzlies. Grizzlies without John Morant. That's going to be a really interesting matchup. Um, then you've got Milwaukee and Phoenix at home, um, followed by another five-game road trip, Clippers, Hawks, Grizzlies, Rockets, Mavericks. So very interesting stretch of basketball here. You'd love to see the Warriors kind of salvage this road trip on a good note by winning um, in Memphis. Phoenix and uh, Milwaukee are certainly going to, you know, give the Warriors a run for their money at home. And then another five-game road trip before um, you get four games at home and then another three on the road and one at home. So the Warriors want to stay out of the play-in tournament. They're going to need to win some road games. This is going to be a very, <laughs> is going to be a very disappointing season for Warriors fans if um, we cannot eclipse 10 road wins for the season. And um, you've got... You've got some home games sprinkled in there. You've got a bunch of road games. You've got a lot of difficult opponents. Uh, basically, you know, you've got one game against the Rockets. And, um, you know, we said the Milwaukee game, the Hawks are in the East. And then uh, one game against the Spurs. So you've got two games against the West, two games against lottery teams in this in the Spurs and Houston Rockets and everything else is against um Western Conference teams in contention for playoff seating. Um so this is a very, very, very difficult and important stretch for the Warriors. I'm sure they all know this. Um again, without knowing when Andrew Wiggins is gonna come back. Um we're still waiting on an update on Gary Payton the second. Um you're gonna Warriors are gonna have to make do with with the options they've got. And Anthony Lamb's played all 50 games on his two-way contract. So Anthony Lamb's currently ineligible to continued playing games. And you'd have to think that the Warriors are gonna really wait until the last minute um, at the end of the regular season to convert him just for uh cost-saving purposes. So um, you know, kind of expect to be without Anthony Lamb. Now that you've got Steph Curry back, Ty Jerome's probably going to be out of the lineup as well. Um, it's going to be it's going to be Kaminga, it's going to be Divincenzo, um, it's going to be Looney, it's going to be Jermichael Green, um, Jordan Poole. You know, Warriors have their guys. They have more than enough firepower. Um, certainly on offense, I think questionable on defense, and they're going to have to find a way to make this work. And you'd like to see them continue to win and execute and, and and pick up some home wins, some road wins, so we can stay out of the play-in tournament. But at this rate, and, and the way that they're playing, Warriors might end up finding themselves in 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th place. Um, it's really tough. The Warriors go on this stretch at home and look like they've really turned a corner 
and being able to execute and then go on the road and drop two goose eggs and look like they've undone all the, all the progress that they've made this season. So um, the Warriors are certainly an enigma this season. Um, that's all we got for you guys today. Again, uh, next game is tomorrow, Thursday, March 9th in Memphis, um, followed by Saturday against Milwaukee and Monday against the Suns. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's go, Dub Nation, and we'll catch you on the next one.